It's too much. We went on exactly. I understand that, but can we push you back a little bit? Why can't you move on after us? Because they're trying to fuck the ones on it. Can't fuck the place up. Two, six hours. Fuck you, motherfucker. sorry <laughs> but you did luck out and not have to watch this nonsense oh uh august update uh vader did not watch the movie <laughs> oh what you should yeah. watch it you know it's what really... don't watch it don't watch it no don't it's don't watch it's it. not good i don't want to talk about this movie it sucks <laughs> <laughs> we'll go through it pretty quick i this no i'm just kidding bad. no i'm only kidding i'm only kidding but that motherfucker he owes me fucking 90 minutes Danzig or Vader? No, Danzig. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck suing him, dude. I never in my life fucking saw anything like this fucking thing. Tell you what, the and you you've seen some shit, right? Yeah, I've seen a lot of shit. You know this already. You you know we both we both like. Shit. Welcome to a very spooky episode of Movies from Green Hell, the movie podcast where we delve into films with heavy metal soundtracks, terrible stoner movies, and other such nonsense. I'm Dylan, and today we are celebrating Halloween with a very special bonus episode. And joining me for this very special bonus episode is August West, longtime returning guest from Diary of Dune, uh, who has not been on for a long time. Thanks for having me, man. So it's good uh, to have you back. Uh, well, I mean, you were, we did the Desert Fest recap episode, which will have come out before this. So that was actually technically your last appearance, but how you been? Working and doing, uh, you know, my fly tying stuff. And, but yeah, I'm doing stuff. My, one of my sponsors has invited me to uh, the fly fishing show in Edison, New Jersey this year in uh, January, which is the largest fly fishing related uh, convention. Coming up. Expo, expo. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, uh, it, well, it, cool. it, it's it's massive. Yeah, and uh, really uh, humbling, and uh, I'm honored to be uh, asked to go and uh, you know show what I what I've been up to. So yeah, that that I didn't expect that. So that's kind of what I'm looking <laughs> forward to, just preparing for that. Really, you mentioned New Jersey. That's that's interesting because. We're talking about somebody, somebody's movie, but the person, that's somebody in question, is from New Jersey. I grew up in New Jersey, and you grew up in New Jersey. So we're both Jersey people, right? Mm-hmm. But when you were growing up in Jersey, uh, you know, before we get into the meat of this episode, the gabagool, so to speak, uh, were you into Halloween? Are you into Halloween? You know, do you do anything to celebrate Halloween? I listen to a lot of typo negative. Around the, <laughs> no, I uh, uh, not really. I mean, I I um, uh, I like the time of the year because you know, 
a nice cool down, you know, from the heat of the summer. Yeah, no, I mean, I, not really. I used to when I was a kid, you know, like I remember like, you know, at the age when one would, when it was socially acceptable to dress up and go trick-or-treating, I took it pretty seriously, I would say. I, I, I did, I did take it fairly seriously too yeah. i was into it obviously as a kid up like uh you know alex from a clockwork orange one year oh uh, man i had all manner of costumes years before i would i would actually come to understand the movie you know i'd seen it obviously and, <laughs> and liked it but then you know actually seeing it as a as a real adult and and watching it and understanding some of the themes that are in it you're like holy fuck i can't believe it I, I remember one year I went as uh, Rambo, but I didn't go as Rambo from like fucking First Blood. I went as Rambo from like the cartoon because I watched it on like a Saturday morning once. It was like, that looks cool. And specifically, oh, he wore like a sleeveless sweatshirt. And my mom oh, right. was like, all right, I'll, I'll get you like a cheap like champion sleet like sweatshirt or whatever. And I was like, turn it inside out. And she's like, why are you turning it inside out? You don't need to turn it inside out. Because I need it to look like on the show. And she's like, you don't need to turn it inside out. It's just a sweatshirt. It looks like a sweatshirt. And then I was like, I'm wearing a t-shirt underneath it. And she's like, why? I'm like, because it's uncomfortable. And she's like, Shit. But I, yeah, I did a lot of that. I was definitely into the costumes. You know, at a certain point when I got older, it was just like an opportunity. It was just like New Year's. It was just an opportunity to get drunk like a functional costume and then go get drunk or something like that. Go out mm. somewhere. You know, I did the New York parade one year, uh, but now I, I do like doing a simple, but very functional and effective costume. And then like maybe go out to a local bar or just sort of like, just stay home and watch movies or whatever, you know? Um, yeah. I think the best costume we've done, Sarah and I was when, Sarah went as Ripley and I went as the cat Jones and I just had like a pair of like <laughs> cat ears and just drew like a little cat whiskers and nose on. And I just, and I wore an orange goblin shirt because Jones was orange. So yeah, I thought that was appropriate. Shirt. And Sarah got like the jumpsuit and with like the patches for like the Nostromo uh, and, right. and all, and all that shit. And I think that was probably the best one that we did. I mean, like the Halloween used to have like a lot of. I mean, I'm probably they probably do still, but uh, I mean, I don't. Uh, I'm I live in Minnesota, so I don't really see it. But like a lot of the concerts around Halloween time were always really good. Like it was always bands doing like uh, cover shows, you know, like playing bands of uh, you know sets of other bands' music and stuff. Like Government Mule famously puts on a kick-ass Halloween show. It's kind of interesting that you say that because one of the bands that i think famously did a halloween show for a long time in new york was the misfits kind of like you know the ultimate horror punk mm -hmm. band right mm -hmm. yeah you know or some form of it you know like i know that the misfits did that whatever whoever was fronting the band or leading the band at the time i know danzig's done halloween shows for sure and so it's just fitting that I unfortunately made August watch Glenn Danzig's Veronica for this. Yo, I fucking Halloween. hate you for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This is, and I think this is not the first time I've like made you, oh, like when I played that terrible band for you and you're like, I, I'm actually upset. 
I remember it, but I don't remember what band. Don't don't tell me what band it was because I don't want to hear it again. But the uh, yeah, I remember that. You just throw it on me. <laughs> I didn't expect yeah, it. and I remember you just were like, "Don't ever do that again." And I feel like <laughs> I've sort of done it to you again, but in like a different capacity. <laughs> the uh, no, it's uh, you know, it, uh, look. I like bad movies, right? Like, you know this, right? Like, we yeah, both like too, bad dude. movies, right? This movie has no social redeeming value whatsoever. <laughs> There's no sense of whimsy. There's no, like, not, like even the shittiest movie, right? Like, even the shittiest movie has some uh, something. Like, There's just something there, right? Like, dude, you can watch Manos, The Hands of Fate, right? The fucking movie's terrible, right? Oh, it's, it's, it's bad. Really it's bad. rough. It's dude. really bad. R- rough, right? But like, look, you got Gorgo. Go, you got Gorg. What's his name? Gorgo. You got the fucking. Oh, yeah, with the fucking. His name you know, is. you can you can fucking you know you can laugh at. It. It's yeah. I mean, this I, movie like, doesn't the... even have like this. This fucking movie, Veronica doesn't even have it by accident, right? Oh, There's no. I know. There's not even accidental whimsical. The closest thing you get is that waiter. The closest thing you get is that I don't even know what you're fucking talking about. He's a shitty French. <laughs> he's got an accent. He's trying to act. Oh, he's got oh, this oh, accent. Yes. It yes. Is, and it, the way he says neckbreaker is really humorous. But <laughs> the, the, yeah, the, I, I you know because this the, really like the first thing I got from this movie was like this is like the room. Like this person who's making this movie does not know how to make a movie but the room like you said has redeemable values and how like unintentionally and like and, and let me be clear there's a lot of moments in this where i i, I believe you as well were like we were straight up just fucking laughing at this oh i died laughing like hilarious yeah. but yeah but at, but there's something about there's something about the way that it's done where you're like dancing does not understand what makes a horror movie he also doesn't really know how to make a movie. Like he clearly just does not know how to make a movie. There's and, nothing endearing about it whatsoever. No. And, and <laughs> all these movies, like all of these stories are essentially like they've been done before. They're all just things Danzig has seen. And they're yeah. all things that Danzig perceives through the lens of Danzig. <laughs> and then you get this fucking movie, which is trying so hard to be like, and the thing is, like, there's movies that have come out that have done, like, these exact kind of stories. Like, these, you know, very, like, visual, heavy, very, like, stylized kind of horror movies. You know, to varying degrees of effect. But they work better because they're made by people who understand how to fucking make these movies. And, like, Danzig does not know how to fucking make a movie. You know, there's, there's those scenes in this movie where it's like you forgot to call cut. And people I, are just standing he, around. Okay, so, like so people are mo- just for like a full ten seconds, dude. People so are just standing movie, around. I know, I know, I know. And the so the, the movie's an anthology, right? <sighs> so it's it's three it's three vignettes with like this stupid interstitial shit in between. Ugh. And he has the fucking stones to compare this to Mario Bava's Black Sabbath, to which I say. Fuck you, Danzig. How yeah, dare you insult Mario Bava? I <laughs> you agree. Fucking hack. <laughs> yeah. 
the reviews, right? Like, have you seen the trailer? Have you seen the trailer? I remember watching the trailer, and my my response to the trailer was like, "This looks like it's gonna be shit." Like, I just know it's gonna be bad. We all know it's gonna be bad. You know what I mean? I, yeah, I I just didn't know. I wasn't honestly. I was almost not prepared for. I looked at it and said, "This like, is gonna be bad." I was not expecting it to be worse than what I thought it was gonna be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like, you know, I'd watch it and, and, and laugh at it and there'd be like some parts of it, you know, I'd be like, you know, <laughs> but like, it like got mad, like too, while I was watching it, I was like, this is fucking it, terrible. Well, it's just, like, it's just kind of, it's just boring fucking, at parts. I'm going to so let you know right now. Hey, look, and... look, I, I'm, I'm going to let you know right now too. I <laughs> I made it, you know, the scene, uh, uh, into where the uh the bathory it's like the bathory esque oh, yeah the story third, third story is it the third story okay yeah after the like sixth full minute of this piece of euro trash just like rubbing <laughs> herself in the mirror you know what i'm talking about where she's just like uh, yeah, oh yeah it's it's just like rubbing herself yeah. in the mirror yes i, t- no I turned direction. it off honestly just... i swear to you i got so mad i turned it off and, and i didn't turn it back on <laughs> oh so you didn't finish it <laughs> i didn't finish it i couldn't it's i'm okay. sorry there's, there's i'm sorry i made there's it much, i made there's it there's not much else that said so is in the rest of the movie i i, I made it pretty far I saw it. <laughs> I There's really it. not much else that happens in that in that that okay. uh, in the third story. Let like, me guess. Actually, let me guess. Let me guess. The villagers no. come and kill her. No. Somebody rises happen. up and kills her. Oh. Yeah. No, <laughs> it doesn't happen either. either. Oh. It's actually way more boring. Um, <laughs> all right. So I so I'll have to I'll have to catch you get you up to speed on that one. So all okay. right. But Veronica was written and directed by Glenn Danzig of Ugh. the Misfits, Sam Hain, or as I understand, it's pronounced it saw in or something like Sawin. that. Sawin. Sawin. Yeah. Sawin, yeah. Well, it's going to be Sam Hain the way most yeah. people have pronounced it <laughs> since existence. Damn and, the Halloween uh, movies in their <laughs> And, uh, you know, the titular Danzig band. Um, so let's talk about Danzig. How do you feel about Danzig and the Misfits? I feel like I feel like he owes me 90 minutes. <laughs> okay, well, besides... That's what I feel like. Well, no, he doesn't owe you 90 uh-huh. minutes. He owes you like 75 oh, 70, minutes. 75 No, I'm <laughs> taking those other ones too because it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> as collateral. Yeah, that's right. Um, but do you. No, but, I tell okay, you. So, so prior to watching Veronica, like. Yeah. You know, no, I love, I love the first three Danzig albums, solo Danzig albums, are fucking awesome. I don't give a fuck. They're still really good. Two, number two is fucking. <laughs> that's some good music right there. Uh, I, I do enjoy the Misfits. I actually enjoy the solo, early solo stuff, those first three albums. I like that. That To me, that's peak Danzig. Probably. Uh, I would agree with but, that. But, I mean, I still, you know, but it's just, he keeps... He keeps he likes to He likes to, like, so. yeah, he keeps, like, he likes to to, to take people's respect that he they have for him and just throw it out the window, you know? It's like, if there's a way that he could... Uh, make himself look like more of a douche he will he will do it nowadays yeah. you know and, it's yeah. like every every go. time that goes the, hard, logical, the logical easy path is presented to him he has some weird averse reaction to it and always goes the opposite way which is why he got into a fight and got fucking laid out by a dude <laughs> dumbass the yeah. fucking dumbass 
yeah, the stones on that guy to fucking put a movie out, but not even put yourself in. Right? Oh, like, my God. You yeah, know, know damn well. You know damn well everybody that watched that movie was waiting to see you, fucking asshole. I hope you hear this. Well, so <laughs> He's not going to hear this. <laughs> no, he's not going to hear it. We can say whatever the fuck we want about Dan. Comes so, knocking on the door. Hey, I heard you talking shit about me. Uh, I got a shirtless. problem with that. Yeah, fuck you, Dan. It's like, I'll fucking, <laughs> I'll fucking breathe on you and knock you over. Uh, so, you know, dancing to me is like, he's like one of the ultimate metal guys. You know, he's just. Yeah, yeah. He's a metal guy, but like, he's not really like, you know, he started in the Misfits, which is like not metal. It's, you know, really badly recorded punk rock, but you know, because it's badly recorded punk rock, all the metal people were like, this is fucking great. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So that's why they were attracted to it. Uh, but I was like very into the Misfits at the end of high school. You know, I like the Misfits a lot and I like the solo dancing stuff too. You know, like I said, we're both from New Jersey. So I'm like, I'm, we're, I feel like we're like contractually obligated to like at least listen yeah. to some dancing yeah. stuff. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But like, yeah, I like the earlier stuff. Like Static Age, I think is a really good album. Uh, it's definitely a favorite of mine. I'm sure it's many other people's favorites. Uh, we used to roll a lot of blunts on the vinyl cover of it while we played oh, nice. the record and then smoked the blunt. So it was right. really it was good blunt smoking music, which is funny yeah. because I don't think Danzig or anybody in the band ever envisioned the Misfits as like pot smoking music, but I did Ooh, find that yeah. to be like. Well, because also it's like short, you know, all the songs are super short. You like roll it up, you smoke it, it's done. And then you got to move on to your, the next thing you do. But Danzig, like, you know, he is, like I said, he's like one of these, he's these metal guys, you know, he's just his entire life. He's operated as a professional blowhard and kind of would be tough guy. <laughs> and I think he's just kind of dense and very Italian and from New Jersey, you know, and yep. now... He can barely fucking sing. Now <laughs> run into an oxygen tank, and at this point, he just looks hilarious because he's just like this pint-sized goth Wolverine with this giant fucking forehead. You yeah, know, his, like his forehead makes mine look fucking crazy. Like he's like <laughs> he like we always joke and say like you know oh that person's got like an eight head. Like I think Danzig's got like a fucking sixteen head. Like yeah. he. He looks like one of uh, the aliens from uh, Star Trek. With the, Klingon. But yeah, he looks like a Klingon, but with like, a, have like, but like, a, like a smooth Klingon smooth. forehead. It's like the ass heads. They look like their heads are kind of look like an asshole. You ever notice that? Klingon. Uh, a little, like a, a butt, little bit, yeah. Like not, as much as, in the middle. not as much as that dude from Star Wars. Yeah. I don't know. Like, like uh, the dude that Obi-Wan, he cuts his arm off in the cantina. Oh, he's got like, doesn't he have like a butt mouth? Like, yeah, he, we like, call isn't butt it like face. down here? Or butt face, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he's like, <laughs> he doesn't like, he doesn't like you either. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Baba and Dr. Evazin. So, yeah, dancing is just a, you know, he's just a big fucking goober. But, uh, but back to the music, like, I think I've listened to Danzig one through four. I don't think I've really. I don't think I've gone past that, but I, I like all of those albums to kind of varying degrees. You know, they're, they're kind of like, they're kind of like Hellraiser sequels. You know, they're maybe not technically the best and they're all kind of weird and messy, but they're fun. Like I like mm. listening to them because they're just so 
like over the top and goofy, you know, like, like Danzig has a weird concept of what he thinks like rock and roll is. Mm. <laughs> I don't Have know. You heard that... Through the lens of him, including this movie is very interesting because it's very weird and bad. I told, I told it's funny. Like the way you say that, cause it's like, I, like I was texting you about it when I was watching the movie. It's like that, the movie is like, that's how he sees the world. You know, right. like he doesn't think and... there's anything like that's just his normal day. That's yep, so like, that, you know, but by that just... logic, by that logic, that means he also thinks his songs are like super serious. Yeah, he takes that shit serious as fuck. I bet. I bet you he I does. I guarantee you he does. He lives it. <laughs> oh yeah, he's very into the occult. But uh, so I haven't fun. really spent but, you know, a lot of time with the rest of his discography, with the exception of Danzig sings Elvis, which is easily one of the worst fucking albums I've ever listened oh, to. I haven't heard it. it. Oh, it's it's fucking okay. awful. It's 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 embarrassing. Like he should be ashamed. He can of sing like that. a Roy Orbison. He's got a very kind of a Roy Orbison croony kind of voice. Like he, those, I know. Like the songs he did with Roy Orbison, like that. You know the song I'm talking about, Lesson Zero. Yeah, it's a good fucking song. Yeah, well, uh, he can't sing uh, anymore. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's all that, Like just the recording of it is awful. Like it's just it's oh, just a, it? it's terrible. It's just everything oh, yeah, about yeah. it is a failure. Ay ay ay. By the way, all the information from this episode has been culled from Wikipedia, IMDb, Rolling Stone, and Revolver Magazine, so take it up with them if it's inaccurate. At age 10, Danzig began to use drugs and alcohol, leading him to frequent fights and trouble with the law. He stopped using drugs at the age 15. I think that was his first mistake. Like, yeah, that's just fucking Danzig, mistake What do you think Danzig would be like if he was, <laughs> like, if he used drugs or, like, drank a lot? He might Depends be. what kind. <laughs> depends what kind of he was you do you know i don't know because like i feel like if he was like a pothead he might just be like calm about things but just be like still very into it <laughs> i don't know oh it's hard to i see. feel like drugs would not be good for him but instead yeah. uh dancing who is five foot three he's like, my height uh, he's, he's, uh, he's so short <laughs> yeah. are you five how what are you you're five three right I'm, or you're five I'm, four I'm, you're the same height as me, mother. You're like the same damn height as me, bro. I'm five seven, motherfucker. Seven. I'm five seven. All right. I'm looking at the picture of us standing there. I'm looking at the picture of us standing next to each other right now. I don't sit there. I'm standing on stairs. No, you probably are. You probably are five seven. You're standing on the curb. Are you standing on the curb? I'm not saying I don't reveal secrets. Danzig does have an interest in bodybuilding, and I love this fucking quote from him. I'm gonna read it in the Danzig voice. I've always been attracted to Nietzschean idea of perfection. So I began trying to perfect my body. I bought Arnold Schwarzenegger's Encyclopedia of Modern Bodybuilding. That's capitalized for some reason, too, in this quote. I don't know why. And started studying. (laughs) Lifting weights is just lifting weights. But bodybuilding is about sculpting the body. Nutrition is essential. Though I'd like to be eating candy and cake, it immediately settles on my... (laughs) Go. He's like, it immediately settles on my hips. Unfortunately, when I'm on the road and I only get to work out a few times weekly, but when I'm at home with my weights and machines, I work out four or five times a week. Yo, this guy. Oh, man. He also Yo, has. You actually fucking... sound fucking. You sound a lot like him, dude. That's pretty funny, actually. I gotta <laughs> dude, admit. This, like, this fucking killed me, too. The part where you went off his script and you started fucking ad libbing, though, that shit made me laugh really hard. <laughs> Because you did it in the voice, but you didn't break the characters. <laughs> I'm sorry. This fucking this line killed me too. 
Uh, he also has a long-standing interest in the New World Order <laughs> conspiracy theory. Oh, well, really? I didn't know he was like that, too. Uh, oh, wow, yeah. that makes him even better. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, quote, Not only have I always been interested in the families that run the world forever, the people now known as the Bilderberg Group, there's an older book called Committee of 300, which tells you all about it. I mean... I got into trouble for this back in the 90s, talking about this kind of stuff, how the oh. United States is based on a Freemason thing. And I got so many government files on me from that one. Okay, so look, without getting into the whole fucking conspiracy angle, do you really fucking think the government has a stack of files or a folder dedicated to fucking Danzig? No, they Am fucking I? don't. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, Danzig! Pull your head out of your ass, dude. You're not that important. Like the government <laughs> barely knows who. You, they, like, okay. Also, if they did, yeah. if they're the only reason on the you, government knows who he is is because he fucking owes some ta back taxes. <laughs> dude, if they are, they don't find you a threat because they see you perform and they're like, that guy can barely breathe on stage. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, why does he only sing half the line and then pull his? Pull the microphone away. It's like he's only giving half a performance. It's like he's only giving half a performance. Why do they have another guitar player? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so beyond all that bullshit, Danzig has had some involvement in film uh, and television. He had a minor role as a fallen angel in uh, The Prophecy 2, Prophecy sequel two. to Prophecy 1, starring Christopher Walken. Mm -hmm. uh, Prophecy 1? Good. Prophecy 2? Straight garbage. <laughs> just, just throwing it out there. Straight to video garbage. He also said this. Uh, Danzig was invited by 20th Century Fox to audition for the role of Wolverine in X-Men. Uh, he was an often flagged candidate for the role by a lot of uh, magazines and fans. I, I wanted to see him in it. And I think it was simply because he was short and jacked, which is like what Wolverine is. And as, the, as it says here in, on Wikipedia, as his height and build closely resemble that of the film's protagonist, as described in the original comics. However, he declined due to scheduling conflicts, and then later admitted that he was glad to turn the role down as he thought the final product was, quote, terrible, unquote, and further insulted Hugh Jackman's performance, calling it, quote, gay, unquote. <laughs> <laughs> That's the greatest thing I ever heard. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> meanwhile, meanwhile, Hugh Jackman is laughing his way to the bank. Oh, that was so funny. Oh, oh god. That is like like one of the stupidest <laughs> things I've ever seen. <laughs> Twelve-year-old. Oh um, my goodness! He also <laughs> guest appeared as himself in Aquatine Hunger Force. <laughs> See, that's the one thing. Look, that's what I was thinking about today, right? That is the one thing that breaks character for him because he actually does. For that one time, he makes fun he's, of himself. Right. Well, he, he also may, he like um, he he, he knows what he's unless they like gave him the lines like and didn't tell him what the story was about, right? Which is actually 
probably pop like they could might have done that you know what i mean like the way they probably just like read this stuff recorded him and then made the episode and then he saw it later and was like couldn't do anything about it because he already fucking agreed to it now he hates and it he... <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah, i don't know so, but i mean he was also in an episode of portlandia which he's funny in like he's oh yeah. Like, yeah 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 like, yeah he, yeah. he, he does do really that funny. He does he make fun like of him. Ancient, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, he does. He kind of makes fun of himself in that too. So he is, look, he is to some degree self-aware, right? He's not all, yeah, sick. Exactly. He's not all completely sick about it, you know. So like, right? But it's because, how? but it's because Fred Armisen is like, we want you to do this. You also need to fly out today, because like I read in an interview with him where he was like. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'll do that. Give me like two or three weeks. And they're like, no, we're shooting tomorrow. So it's either you show up tomorrow or you don't at all. And uh he did, you know. So he did okay. like do it. Okay. Like he wasn't a bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. All right. Uh yeah, it's uh, <laughs> this is what uh in this uh in a revol in the revolver interview, I believe, they asked him, How does working with actors compare with a band? And he said so far, my experience has been pretty good. Anybody who's hard to work with, I'll just kick them off my set. We'll see when we start doing the movie and I have multiple actors everywhere. We'll see how good my temperament is. <laughs> There's like laughing brackets. So by movie, is he referring to this? Uh, I mean, this was kind of a movie. <laughs> which uh, because I now I we'll get he used the word character. actors. Because he used the yes. word actors, right? I didn't see no damn actors, right? <laughs> I saw, you know, you saw I saw a else. bunch of strippers. I saw European strippers. I saw right. them. Let me clean my glasses here of all the the Danzig laughter tubers, <laughs> and we'll talk oh, about man. this fucking piece of shit. You know what? I uh I meant to um I meant to look up soundtrack for this, I think. I don't think I did, but um it's I, I noticed it's not it's not very calling in one of the songs. <laughs> what did you say? <laughs> I said I noticed his cattle walling in one of the songs. <laughs> yeah, Danzig does do a lot of like he did do the original music for this, but I also remember thinking, like, the music fucking sucks in this movie. Like, it's just yeah. not good. And you know, it's funny. Actually, I wrote down about the soundtrack. Uh, this, it's played at the same volume the entire time. Did you notice that? There's no, that I noticed, right? There's no, every time the music comes in, it always comes in at the same volume. And it always exits at the same volume. There's no movies they use music to like subtly tell you like you know at, at when a person turns a corner the music gets louder as they turn the corner you know because yeah, like, yeah. they have it playing in the <laughs> club you know or like in the uh you know uh, uh when people are listening to music in, in the movie in the one room and then they go and they close the door boom the music gets quiet right but you can still yeah. kind of hear it but it's in the other room there's none of that in this movie. The whole every time music comes in, it comes in at one standard volume. The fucking uh, I, I hesitate to use the word acting, but like there's like people <laughs> do some they talk to each other and, and some stuff happens, right? Uh, and then uh, uh, the music just cuts out, like it just leaves at the same volume. There's no uh, it's kind of hard to describe, but it, I tell you what, it's shitty. All right, that's that's my point. Yeah, the, yeah, the, the, and the production it, on this movie, it, and and yo. and it's like 
it's like public knowledge. Like Danzig has said, like the budget was really low. But they called in like a lot of favors from. Why'd you make it? Why'd you fucking make it? Like, yeah, exactly. Why'd you do? Um, but the soundtrack. So as of as of this recording, the soundtrack you can acquire on Bandcamp. It starts out minimum nine bucks. You can also buy the vinyl for twenty nine dollars. It's too much money. Um, there's a T-shirt. Uh, you can get a Blu-ray, DVD, and CD combo. I think that's nineteen bucks. One of them. I don't know. There's one of those remaining. So get that. Uh, and this artwork is by a guy named Liam Sharp, who I guess drew Green Lantern. But featured on the soundtrack, obviously Danzig. Now here's the fucked up thing. You're on the fucking band camp for Veronica and every single track on here is available except for the fucking Danzig track. Like you can play every single mm. other one of them, but you can't. So I'm assuming you have to buy that one to get it, but mm. there's actually like not. And unless I just don't know who any of these bands are, except for one of the other ones, like there's nobody on this where I'm like, Oh, they have like Danzig, but then they also have like, I don't know, like, Fear Factory and, you know, shit like that. You know, they're like the only other big band on here that I am familiar with is Ministry. And then beyond that, it's Jerky 69, Vile a Sin, Phantom, Pink Velvet, uh, another Vile a Sin song, Core Resic, Studio 69, and Switchblade Symphony. I don't know what any of those are. I never heard of any of those bands. I feel like it's all just sort of like industri commercial industrial rock, yeah. you know, like just overproduced yep. metal, so to speak. So, yep. yeah, I'm not crazy about the music in this movie. Yeah, he, uh, um, he made that. He made that one album where he got the guitar player for Prong. He's still you know in the lineup. Right? Yeah, Tommy. Victor, oh, is he really? He's still, he still he's playing. Still, yeah. yeah, he still plays with Danzig. Oh, oh, okay. That kind of might. Um, I just explain the industrial uh, influence. I was just I just listened to some prong recently and like because they were prong good is, back in the day. Oh yeah, they were good. But they have like a very even though they don't have like a keyboard per se or like a keys, they have a, a very industrial sound in my opinion. They're uh, it's a lot of like repetition without it being programmed, if that makes any yes, sense. Yes, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm saying like especially the guitar sound, you know. So I'm yeah. like thinking that maybe the influence of that kind of music on on our boy here is possibly due to working with Tom, but i don't know yeah. anyway this movie veronica it's a uh it's a shutter exclusive uh so they should get rid of it um <laughs> like i said it was it's an anthology film it was primarily filmed in the skid row district of los angeles to save on production costs production costs and the majority of the principal cast in the film are porn stars in real life they didn't make that in another country. Jersey? <laughs> no, I thought they made it in like, you know, uh, Bosnia no. or wherever. No, nope, the nope. That I, I'll explain why. I'm and okay. I'm sure you you were. Because there's I a lot of French. No, nope, we'll there's, there's we'll lots... get to that. Okay, we'll all right, okay, that. all right, okay, all right, okay. <laughs> uh, Veronica premiered on June 13th, 2019, at the Cinepocalypse Film Festival in Chicago, Illinois. Throughout the screening, the film elicited laughter from the audience. In a Q&A session following the showing, Danzig asserted that he did not intend for the film to be comedic, stating that viewers laughed at parts that he, quote, wouldn't have, unquote. <laughs> Let me tell you something real quick, my friend. 
Me or you dancing? Have a fucking movie. Well, bo- both of you. Okay. Well, you. Uh, <laughs> both, not... of you both of you guys. Look, look, man. Uh, uh, no, Dan. I'm talking to Dan. You have a movie that you made, right? Where a lady has eyeballs for nipples, <laughs> and a tear <laughs> from one of her nipple eyeballs falls down on a spider. Like that's made of CGI. The CGI spider that's like looks like it's straight out of Birdemic, right? It's like that level of of CGI. The the every all the there's a couple of CGIs in this movie, and it's really bad. Like, like they oh, they, awful. it's there's not even any like shadows on it. Like you know what I mean? It's like, it's like it looks like two, it looks like nineties. It's like Windows ninety five. Yeah, graphics. it's almost two D. Like it's almost two D. <laughs> but anyway, uh, it so looks like you're gonna Beast tell Wars. me, yeah, yeah. So you're gonna tell me that you know, and, and her nipple and the and the and the tear and the pulls on the spider, and then the spider is gonna turn into a a a, a half man, half spider. With only six half arms, man. by the way, because spiders have fucking eight arms. I don't know why this guy's got six he arms. Legs. He lost he two legs. of his arms. But... He like had enough appendages. Oh my god! So the 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 you're spoiling you don't the plot. expect. Well, what I'm saying is, is like you don't expect people to laugh at that. They made this movie right, and like multiple people had to watch it to like edit the movie right, and to like put it together, and like you don't just like make like film movie and then just like put it on the screen right. Like it has to go through a bunch of people right to to watch. It. Every single one of those people was like, "Yeah, this is awesome." I think Danzig had way more control over this than it's known. I think he just was like, nothing is going out. Because I tell you what, you, you can't, like, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? So, like, in the credits of this movie, I noticed a couple of things. First of all, there was somebody named Bobby Dylan. So I, like, when watching the movie, I just put, hey, <laughs> Bobby Dylan. It was edited by somebody named Brian Cox. So I fully am just assuming that's the Brian Cox from fucking Super Troopers <laughs> and Succession. <laughs> Danzig was one of the DPs on this movie. <laughs> he helped shoot this movie. He helped set up the camera angles. And yeah. they're terrible. There's so they many are. Dutch angles in this fucking yeah. movie. Like, everything is I... just, like, askew. The fact that he wanted to put that out there, that he fucking helped in, like, crafting this. Dude! <laughs> I hope your next movie's better because you fucking did not know what the fuck you were doing in this movie at all, Yo, Danzig. I'm almost at a loss for a bird. This movie's so fucking shitty. <laughs> yeah, it's confounding in how bad it is. Uh, but we'll we'll talk about it now. So this movie opens up with a woman chained up to a wall with a pentagram like uh, behind her on the wall. We're in a dungeon, and in walks. Morella, this sexy gothy lady who proceeds to poke this woman's eyeballs out. She's got this like yeah. inverted cross coming down from her eyes or some shit. And she intros the movie. She's like this, um, you know, she's like the the crypt keeper. Or like Elvira, you know, apparently she is just yeah. based on Elvira. So this is kind of named after Danzig's Verotic Publishing, which is like a portmanteau of violence and erotica. Sure, Stupid. whatever, Danzig. Real, well, fucking edgy. Oh, fuck, uh, I didn't know that until you just said that. Oh my, I'm mad. I'm, I'm, now I'm angry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the title comes up. It's kind of a bad version of like the Thing logo. You know, like, like Carpenter's The Thing where it like burns on. I guess it's okay. It just looked bad. Uh, so the first of these 
entries in Veronica of this anthology. August kind of summed up the plot of it already, but it's called The Albino Spider of Dejet. And this opens with a blowjob <laughs> and awful CGI spider. After said blowjob concludes, Dejet, a Parisian <laughs> sex worker, that's the accent here, French, specifically Parisian. None of the French characters in the film are actually French. They're all American. Danzig revealed in Wait, a Q&A. Listen to this. Danzig revealed in a Q&A that a professional, a professional voice coach was hired to teach the actors how to speak in a French accent. I think they absolutely fucking tanked at that job because I could not discern what accent this was. I was like, what the fuck? Are we in like Eastern Europe or something? I fucking knew it. I fucking knew that shit. You, you don't. I like, fucking knew I, it. I was like, they're French, right? But it sounds all fucked up. I was like, it sounds ridiculous. I was like, there's no, like, accents across the board, right? Like, especially yeah, people that are regional. Like, it's they, like they, 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 they kind of sound similar, right? They have very similar things. None of these people sounded anything remotely similar. It all sounds like people making fun of French people. That's what yeah, it sounds like. It, it sounds so like bad. people making fun of French people. It's it sounds like if I was just to talk like this, if I say, hey, Dylan, what do you think we should do with this movie a podcast thing that we do uh, when we uh, talk about uh, the movies? Huh? We... <laughs> We we that's literally what it's like. That's fucking what it sounds like. I swear to God. Yeah, it's awful. It's so bad. I just fucking dumb. So she tries to stop this man that she was uh, blowing from taking her top off because surprise, she has eyes on her boobs where her nipples would be. I I was surprised. And outside of uh, seeing a bunch of gross dudes, like I don't really know what. I, I'm not sure what the view would be like to be eyes from breasts because I feel like most of the time it would be like clothed, but I suppose because she's like, you know, a sex worker, she probably just sees a lot of gross guys. Mm. Yeah. Like also, like, are those her eyes? Or I don't are know they like, like independently yeah. like I don't in, are they independent uh, of her? Like can she I was see trying to think of that? that. I was I was yeah, I was I was trying to think. Is there like a quado situation? You know, or is it like it's never explained. A, it's never explained. None of this is explained. That is something I was thinking about. Is there like, you know, is it her vision through the thing? Or is it like, is there somebody else in there? Like, you know, Quato or I don't know. Like, does it's each crazy. breast see independently? Do they see yeah. in unison? Like, they I, definitely I wish- have emotions because they cry. Yeah. So, so Dejet's is joined by a fellow sex worker, Marielle, who I thought looked like a really bad cosplay version of Daenerys from Game of Thrones. Yeah, she was wearing the worst um, wig I ever saw. It life. was very bad. It was very you bad. You could see the fucking seam of the wig on her hair, like on her scalp line. Like you could just see the where the wig rolled up. Like, <laughs> like oh. And then uh Dejet's tit eyes cry. And the tear knocks a CGI, this CGI spider off of a rose. And then it turns into via very bad CGI as well. uh, This like demonic creature thing, like a serial rapist. 
Yeah, that's a good way of putting it. Uh, it somehow turns into a bizarre normal. spider demon serial rapist. The yeah. titular albino spider. There's no explanation yeah. for why this happens. Like, we don't know if she has magical powers. We don't know if there was some kind of, like, lore that said a tear would fall on a spider. And turn There's nothing. It just happens. But if you um, want to know what the guy the guy looks like, folks, just picture the moon face guy from the McDonald's commercials. Uh, I was. But I, with, I actually had said he looked like Murder Face from Frisky Dingo. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's a good one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But with uh, six uh, arms, and uh, yeah. as you pointed out, there's a giant hole in the co- like the crotch of the costume where his junk would be. So it kind <laughs> of made us think like, is that where his big spider dong comes out, or did they just do like really bad special effects? And the answer is they just had really bad special effects. Like the costume is fully ripped, like in the final cut of the movie. It's it's fucking ridiculous. It's absurd. You see later on in a, you see later on in a scene it's back together. Yes, yeah. <laughs> because continuity doesn't mean shit to dancing. <laughs> nope. Oh, making a movie. It's real. It's deep. It's got a lot of thematics uh, to it. Uh, fuck that. The, the guy with the in the in the fucking costume was like, I got a piss. Scotch Hopkins. Yep, Scotch Hopkins. Okay. It took him eight hours a day to get into that makeup, and it sucks. Yo, it's bad. Imagine, yo, it took him eight hours to do the penguin for Batman Returns, right? Think about that. (laughs) Yeah, but that movie is amazing. That's what I'm saying. Like in the in the in the same amount of time. That's what I'm saying. In the same amount of time, you get amazing. (laughs) You get fucking whatever the fuck that is. (laughs) So the albino spider is here to give some uh, sage advice to uh, Dejet and asks her to make him real or like allow him to manifest into reality and not continue to live on as a CGI spider, something like but that. But it also like turns did... out that he's also a dream of hers, like a dream yeah. manifestation that yeah, only like happens like when some... she's sleeping. Like she yeah, only, like every he... time she, <laughs> yeah, it's very poorly. Like, he only can exist when she's asleep and he is like a manifestation of like, her deepest desires but none of those are established at all so he's just like apparently her desires are like raping and breaking people's necks (laughs) yeah it's really fucked up like so stupid he winds up killing marielle and she gets upset about this and then the demon explains why he's doing these things but like yeah it's just weird like why why do you want to like her deepest desire is to just like to kill prostitutes like none she of it, is it one just, <laughs> I, yeah i know it doesn't make any it's fucking so sense. weird it's, it's it is danzig attempting to do like a weird giallo film and just absolutely failing at it like it's just so bad yo do, oh what i was saying before is the trailer when i asked you about the trailer I forgot to follow up on that point. They show you like flash reviews, right? Of like people, what people have said about the movie, you know? What I'm talking about, where it's like, you know, the greatest movie, you know, since blah, 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 you know, whatever. I can't remember exactly what they were. One of them was like a master of modern European horror. It's like, I don't know, are you watching the same fucking movie? Yeah. But uh, those those were really funny. I remember you got to check those out. Uh, I can't. I wish I could remember them now. But they were fucking funny. It was like 
people that weren't even there obviously did not watch the movie. It was obviously some Danzig just told them to say that, or nobody oh. even said it. They just typed it up on the screen. <laughs> well, we meet this new blonde lady who's also a sex worker, and she encounters oh, the the spider demon who very forwardly says he wants to fuck her in the ass. Mm-hmm. Fuck is my specialty. I think yeah. that's what yeah. she says. Yep. And then uh, he says, and he then she seemed oddly interested. Yeah, but then he says he wants to snap her neck, which he does. Yeah, and then it, and also keep in mind at any time she could have just ran away, yeah. because at no time was he holding her hostage or anything. He was just standing in the room with her, like she could have just Not fled even, the door and like just been out. Standing in like like this she, hall, like this like tunnel in like. Somewhere. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were outside. That's right. They were outside on the street, right? Weren't yeah, they? Somewhere in Paris. Yeah. So yeah. So at any point, she could have just left. Like, turn around and just left, but she did. She chose to have this insane conversation with a fucking half man, half spider dong. Like, it's perfectly normal. Like, it's perfectly normal. And it costs her her life. So then, Dajet wakes up during a photo shoot, unaware that the albino spider has struck again until the news reports the murder. Dajet's accent virtually disappears while she breaks down in this scene, fully breaks the accent. (laughs) It's very funny. Like, they're so terrible. She goes to a movie where she falls asleep and is then groped by a bunch oh, of that's men. It's fucking completely abnormal and fucking strange. It's supposed to, it's supposed to be a porn out there. I think that because they don't show what's on the screen, but you hear like moaning and shit. And there's two dudes in there, but it's weird because none of them are jacking off. No, they're all like, like oh, why would you? Yeah, they're just like like watching it like it's a fucking Martin Scorsese movie. <laughs> yeah. Contrary to my understanding of what people do in places like that, right? Yeah, but they like all like get like get up on her and like grope her, and then the spider, the the demonic the the albino spider, is about to or is possibly assaulting a a prostitute, and then Dejet wakes up and very badly acts her way out of the theater, and like the spider guy disappears. So this person is not being assaulted anywhere i don't know that was that that whole sequence of events was weird (laughs) and generally pretty unpleasant to watch like it just (laughs) was weird and clunky and like kind of just gross i didn't like it i agree and then she (laughs) goes to a cafe and then she goes home oh that's the part with the with the the waiter. waiter That's the yes. waiter, yeah, the friend, the yes. waiter. Well, yes. apparently he's not French now. So yes, that but explains it, everything. It, it was not as good <laughs> as this part. She goes home and uses <laughs> her magic phone, like literally, just picks up the receiver and calls the police. And like, I'm assuming this is like one of those old-fashioned dial phones. Like, doesn't dial I anything. Forgot about and that shit this oh part was my amazing. God. calls the police to report the murder and come to her address incredibly the police know all of this who she was where she lives why she was even yeah. calling in the first place like it was amazing i've it's never like seen bat- an exposition just like magically travel the way it, it just, does uh, like it was so fucking uh, funny i had to rewind and watch it <laughs> I yeah i did i remember saying I just remember laughing and just going, it's like the bat phone. Because, <laughs> you know, the bat phone, it calls to, like, yes, you know, yes. one place and that's it. Like, you just pick it up and it dial. <laughs> like so, obviously, the albino spider is not too happy about this, but Dejet falls asleep 
to <laughs> manifest him into the world. Uh, the police arrive, break down the door, and shoot the albino spider dead. And I'm but, like, wow, what a fucking lame demon. Like, he's killed by bullets. Yeah, wait, uh, doesn't she, like, take some pills and then die herself, and, though? She overdoses <laughs> like, for that. She's, like, dreaming enough so that they can kill him, but then she winds up dying. Oh, and, that's how it is. Yeah, I, and then it just sort of ends. And, and then, then it's the most really realistic part of the movie where the cops come in and the cop goes, Look at her tits. She's got eyeballs for tits. Yep, because one of those eyeballs is poking out. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, and then uh, Morella, <laughs> the the host, goes, "Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go." Because that's perfectly normal. There you go. So yeah, she intros the next story, which is called "Change of Face," uh, which is the fucking worst. Because the first one is very reminiscent. You know, it's got very much a. Uh, 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 Nightmare on Elm Street vibes, you know, with the dreaming and the, her trying to stay awake and yeah, like and to, like know, a lot of like uh, like sort of giallo color schemes, like a lot of yeah. greens, yep. a lot of reds. Yep. Um, yep. It's sort of like the horror. The horror is sort of like unexplained. Like things just sort of like happen, you know. Uh, unfortunately <laughs> for this, Danzig is not one of those good Italian horror movie directors. He is a bad italian horror movie director so this next one here, um, uh is very reminiscent of uh toby hooper work at texas chainsaw I, massacre i uh, thought it was kind of reminiscent of like japanese grindhouse films the, like, the the feel of the story yes but the actual content of the story if you look it, it's you know what like i mean that. There's people getting their skins removed and like doing all that stuff, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, like... There's, but there's a lot of shots of the main character like speaking directly to the camera instead of the person, and a lot of reaction shots that kind of remind me of like, I watched like four of the Miko Kaji movies, or, like the female prisoner movies from the 60s and 70s in Japan, and like I like them a lot. They're really cool. They're, I mean, they're they're pretty fucking insane and some pretty off the wall shit happens in them but like there's a lot of that sort of like doo -doo -doo -doo, like in oh yeah, stuff yeah, yeah. Where people are like just sort of freeze and yeah. stare at the camera weird so mm -hmm. uh at least this one didn't have terrible french accents um acting is still pretty awful in it and this one starts with an unnamed woman who looks kind of like a spooky version of lydia lunch uh like i said with sort of a miko kaji vibe demanding this very busty lady to give her her face Appropriately, the woman says no, and then she gets her face cut off anyway. Uh -huh. uh, yeah. I actually thought the mystery lady looked kind of cool, and that might be the only thing I can give this movie. What I didn't understand is is how she was able to get work as a stripper. Well, yeah, because she's obviously this, all fucked up. <laughs> after this, it's just a very long pole dancing sequence set to Freaking... awful butt rock. Oh, that's what it bullets. is. It's not all industrial rock. It's this terrible butt rock. And I'm just like, Danzig, where did you find this music? It's fucking awful. But you were also talking <laughs> about how like the music was all the same level. Except yeah, it all for one comes part in this. where It, it might be really super loud. Out. Yeah, but it does drop <laughs> out for a moment for some dialogue. And that dialogue oh, okay. was somebody just going, hey. And then the music just came back. <laughs> So, Miss, so, so you you're puzzled by how she can get work as a stripper. Uh, well, she has a bunch of faces. 
and she has a mask. Well, I'm saying though, but she doesn't like. like a... She's got bullet holes in her. <laughs> well, eventually she does. Like, but she's still dancing at the same place. No, it's a different place. Oh, it's a different place. It looks exactly. Yeah. Same. But yeah. Uh, so mystery girl, she takes the stage in this initial strip club in this you know hooded cloak and not much else and uh we get and she does this fucking dance to a dancing song and of course his main character has to strip to his music Ooh. and he sounds so fucking old and bad on this song like just yeah. hang it up dude. you just, just hear him like that's all you hear he in the background. Awful. He sounds so fucking bad. This like <laughs> the song sucks. Just, <laughs> dancing canceled shows because it was too hot. Like you're gonna, you, you're like you're you are gonna dry up and wilt like the old windbag you are. But it does beg the question. Uh, this was a question I raised on a previous episode. Who would win in a fight now, Danzig or Vince Neil? Danzig would beat the fuck out of. You still think Danzig could beat the shit out of Vince yeah, Neil? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think Danzig would have enough rage built up inside of him that he would fucking let it go. Uh, I mean, I think I think that Danzig, but he does have made... a glass jaw. See, the thing though is that we all know glass—he has a glass jaw, right? So there's that. Yeah, you know, there is. He that. might be able to. He might be able to deliver. You know what I mean? He might be able to hit hard. You never know. He's kind of a big dude, but or stocky at least, but. Uh, we all know his jaw is very testable. So there's yeah, that. I that's don't know. a very, you know, that's think, a, we don't I know Vince Neil's. I think it would be, uh, I think it'd be pretty <clears throat> equally matched, but I, I think there's a slight edge to Dan's. Like he might just be able to punch him hard enough. Because, like, yeah. I feel like Vince Neil can't fight. Vince, yeah. He's all big, that shape, too. <laughs> uh, uh, so, anyway, a trio of cops figure out. The very clear motive of oh, the killer. They these want... cops are real fucking geniuses. Let me tell you, oh, they're God. fucking these, they're, regular. They're, terrible. they're, they're regular so fucking bad. Sherlock Holmes. They're written fucking <laughs> so Doctor Watson over there. So fucking stupid. I think they even have a line about like, "Oh, you figured it out." <sighs> Those Mystery... are the best scenes with the cut where they forgets to yell you know, cut though. Oh, it's so with them bad. cops. It's with them cops. That's the best one. That was one that made me really laugh out loud. Like. They're terrible. I know they oh hate them. Uh, Mystery lady convenes with her collection of faces. Nice name, by the way. Really original. Went, yeah, went out on him on the thought there. Yeah, <laughs> really put a lot of thought into that. Uh, she proceeds to remove her own layer of skin on her face, which reveals her scarring, and then uh, shows up at another busty woman's house and uh, surprisingly, perhaps, cuts her face off yeah. too. And there's none, more pole dancing, but uh, none of this is girls, ever explained why he she does all this or why you know why she's. I think all she like has a fucked or, up face, but we don't know yeah, why she has. Yeah, a but like up we don't know why she can like uh, not have flesh rotting onto her face. You know what I mean? They like all there's like some she kind of magical skin. <laughs> so yeah, there's more yeah. pole dancing, and then uh, mystery girl starts seeing the faceless victims. Or I'm sorry, the faceless specters of her victims in the crowd, which just makes her dance more. 
There's more pointless stuff with the cops, including a line, don't let any information leak to the press, which I just found really funny for some reason, because, like, who would care about this? Nobody who cares about not even the people watching, in, in not even Toronto. the people watching the movie. <laughs> Mystery lady convenes with the certainly not again. the people watching the movie. <laughs> the cops find the body and a card to the local club, Pussy Cats. Uh, the the main cop, Sergeant Anders, goes to the club, and one of the strippers informs Mystery Girl that he's looking for her. She flees, and the strippers stall Anders. One of them points him towards a dark room where he says, They know that she killed those women and took their faces. She slashes Anders in the face, uh, mystery girl that is, and then he shoots her a couple of times before she runs off. Six Two months later, in the gut. Yeah, it's kind of weird. And six <laughs> months later, she is now dancing at another club under a different name known as Mysteria. And that's where the movie ends, or the, that's where the vignette ends. Oh, I wish that was where the movie ended. <laughs> uh, Morella. <Don't> <laughs> Morella pulls up a random face and slaps it on the chained up girl's face. She's standing in front of some horrendous CGI swirling red vortex nonsense before introducing the next segment, which is called Drukesia, the Countess of Blood. Uh, and this has been described on a take on historical on a historical figure and murderer Elizabeth Bathory. I think that could be debatable, <laughs> but yeah, I guess it's there. So uh, um, no, I knew what it was instantly. I knew what it was instantly uh, when I saw I, the, the I guess whole I'm just setup that, and everything. I was like, I guess "This I'm is not that familiar with uh, Elizabeth Bathory," and I probably oh really? Be. Oh, I mean, shit. I know oh, I know of her, but I I guess I am not like super. I guess it's just not something I think about often. Like I, but I guess like the whole like her bathing in blood—that's like the main, like one of the main things about Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah, that's her big thing. She got she used to kidnap the young. Like supposedly she was village. like a vampire supposedly, or something. Yeah, right? supposedly. Yeah. This is all supposedly. Uh yeah, she used to, you know, bathe in the blood because she said it was kept her skin youthful or whatever, you know, it was all vanity thing. So yeah. I like, I, don't know, I, but I that, like Bathory the band. <laughs> it's yeah, well, you know, that obviously comes from that. Well, this yeah. is a period piece, unfortunately, uh, and we meet Countessa yeah. Drukesia. And uh, <laughs> if this movie had like a shade of cred, I think that uh, this could have been like played by Julia Fox, who uh, is known for being in uh, Uncut Gems and briefly dating uh, Kanye West and also just being like a real fucking weirdo. So she smears blood all over her face and then heads out with her entourage into the old country, whatever, wherever that is, to find a virgin. And she finds one and her mother sells her off with very little hesitation. Yeah. And so they take this virgin back to her castle where she introduces her to Sheska, who's 100% not from the old times. I think she actually has kind of a Jersey or Brooklyn accent when she speaks. <laughs> Drukesia selects the recently acquired peasant girl for her ceremony. I, I didn't notice this, but apparently the crown that Drukesia wears, like the emblem of it, is the same as Danzig's logo. So I guess it's like the demon skull thing. Oh, I missed that. I, I didn't too notice busy. that. I was too busy thinking about how I fucking wanted to turn off this stupid ass movie. So Drukesia strips down 
at this skeletal altar and gets into a tub of blood that has a sacrificed girl in it. She like produced all this blood. She starts like lapping up the blood off her body. The girl's got slit wrists and this is just goes on for a while. She's just way too long. Like rolling around in this blood for like fucking forever. Like so long. And then she gets out and then she's looking in the mirror for an additional way too long. Yeah. And And right about that time, I had enough. (laughs) At at this point, Cheska and the other girls enter. Oh, I saw that. Yeah. yeah, And then they kill the 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 new virgin. Uh, Yeah. They kill her. They slit her throat. And they hope. That's the best effect in the movie. Yeah, and it still looks pretty bad. It It still looks terrible. Yeah. Just hoses down Drakeesia. That's how she remains youthful. And she kills another girl hanging upside down in a cell, bathes in her blood too. Drakeesia ventures out on horseback during uh, night day and sits upon the throne of Roots. And a wolf approaches her. And, like, man, I was just kind of hoping that, like, maybe Danzig's. Wolf song, you know, I'm the wolf was going to like start playing. I know Danzig likes wolves. That doesn't happen. Uh, She feeds it some uh, random meat that's extremely well cut that she just has on her for some reason and says, find me a woman so I can feed again. Said woman is brought to her crypt. She cuts open her very obviously prosthetic chest. The boobs look super fake uh, and pulls her heart out. Like, just, I don't even know how this, like, makes any fucking sense, like, anatomically. And then she eats the heart. And then she asks Sheska to remove the dead girl. And she stays to party with the heart. One of the girls escapes. Uh, This whole scene looks like it was filmed at the local park, where there were just slightly more trees than normal. She is captured, and then she is beheaded at sunrise. Drukesia takes her decapitated head back home with her while her corpse is burnt. Turns out she actually has a whole trophy room uh, full of heads, and then it ends. Like the segment, just there. There's no arc, no nothing of interest happens. It just is a day in a life of yeah. not Elizabeth Bathory. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Marilla sends us off by taking a bath in the bloodbath. Not sure if I put that together earlier. Uh, she looks pretty over it, and I would be too. Yeah. And that's where the movie ends. So you didn't miss that much. Uh, good. Special thanks in the credits include Pop Chips, Grillos, Pickles, Voodoo Donuts, Jaritos, and Red Bull. Uh, Veronica was panned by critics and August West with Ugh. multiple publications comparing it to the 2003 film The Room, which is commonly considered to be one no. of the worst films ever no. made. No, The Room. The Room I, has I already said everything. Popular. I already said everything about that that I needed to say. But yeah, you see what I'm saying, though? You, you understand? Do you feel me yeah. on that? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm just reading some of the reviews here. Uh, no, I get you. I get you. Patrick Bromley of Bloody Disgusting wrote that, quote, the audience reaction at Cinepocalypse suggests that Veronica has a future as a midnight movie in the same vein as The Room. There's plenty of entertainment and plenty of laughs to be had, even if I'm not sure if that's what director Danzig originally intended. Creating a new horror cult favorite might just be the most punk rock thing he could have done. Uh, no, it's not. <laughs> Uh, Nick Uh Allen of Vulture wrote that Veronica, quote, follows in the tradition of Ed Wood and Tommy Wiseau, unquote, and noted that Danzig may have unwittingly created, quote, the horror comedy of the year, unquote. Alex McLeavy of the AV Club called the film, quote, 
funny on a level that most comedies can't achieve. It's that rare fusion of painstakingly expressed love and total lack of ability that delivers the best of bad cinema and dancing should be proud. No, he shouldn't. The movie is it. I don't know. To me, it's like it, there's parts of it that are like unintentionally very funny, but it's also such a fucking shoddily made movie. I agree. The first scene, like the first uh, Rotten Tomatoes. It should have the fucking point nothing. The the two uh the the the, the first scene, right? Like the first uh, uh vignette or whatever. It's crazy and insane. Yes. And it's at least a little bit entertaining on a level where you're like, okay, you know, it's, you know, I can sit through this, right? And then, like, you watch the second one, and then you're like, uh, okay, this is getting a little. Uh. And then, to you, by the time that third one comes around, there's no, there's no laughing at it anymore. All right, does that make? Right. Were you, did and you like, feel that way? Did you? Did you? One hundred percent. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. Like, like I said, it's insulting to Black <clears throat> Sabbath movie. Like Black Sabbath, the movie is a well-made anthology. Those three stories are all very good and the characters mm -hmm. make sense and the writing makes sense and everything that happens in it makes sense within the confines of it. And it has yep. a fun little thing that like ties it together. Same thing with Creepshow. Same yep. thing with Tales from the Dark Side. You know, yep, yep. like body bags, everything. Body oh. bags, all those, yeah. they yep. all make sense because- yep. The writing is done in a way that adheres to the short story format. Like, yes, you get a lot of exposition, yet because you're working on a very like it's like a television show. You're working on a like kind of a limited time frame. And Danzig does fucking none of that in this at all. Like he has no respect for storytelling whatsoever. Um, fail. Fucking fail. Yeah. You fired, uh, dude. The film was released on Blu-ray and DVD in March of 2020, so we should have seen that as a harbinger upon us and realized that Danzig was going to tank the rest of the year and then the first half of the year <laughs> after that. Uh, so yeah, like the big issue with this movie is that Danzig thinks it's all legitimately fucking good and it's all generally really fucking bad. We've been saying the acting, cinematography, special effects, the storytelling... Uh, if this were being made as satire or perhaps just a very story-heavy porno, which is basically what it is, yeah. uh, it could work. But it fucking Girl. doesn't because it's a movie. So I, I said it earlier in the episode, and I'll say it again. Glenn Danzig lacks a firm understanding of not just how to like do horror, but also just filmmaking in general. I hard agree. So think, what does uh... the future hold for Danzig? Well... <laughs> Well, a bunch he, of Misfits uh, shows. Yeah, a bunch of Misfits shows. <laughs> uh, Cancelling some shows in Texas because it was too hot. And he was working on... I guess he is working on a film version of one of his Verotic comics called G-Rouge. Or G-Rouge. I don't know. It's G-E-Rouge. G-E-Rouge. G-Rouge? G-Rouge? I don't know. Whatever. I'm not going to spend much time trying to figure that one out. There's the possibility of an animated film version of the Satanica comic. And at the uh, red carpet premiere of Rob Zombie's uh, 2019 film, Three from Hell, Danzig told interviewers that production for a new film would begin in October of that year, which he described it as a vampire spaghetti Western and said that there would not be any more Misfits tours, which was a lie. There have been some Misfits tours. Uh, yeah. since then. Uh, 
in that 2020, movie he's referencing is called yes. De- Death Riders and the something, it is called something? Death Rider and the House <laughs> of Vampires. That's what it's called. Now, I know for a fact he's in that movie, right? He is like, in he that acts movie. in the movie, right? Yes. Like he doesn't. He didn't direct it because I will never. I'm probably never going to oh, no, watch he, it. I, he's I, written or I directed. Think, I, think he, I am. I do believe he direct is directing this movie. Yo, don't make me fucking watch, watch that movie. Don't make me watch it. I won't make you watch. <laughs> All it. right, I'll watch it. No, I'll watch it. No, I'll watch it. I'll watch it. If you want me to, I will. Uh, it's fun, um, you know. But apparently, I, I obviously look. I you know that I'm not really. I, I, not, I do this because I love you. Stop. Yeah, exactly. You know, I I do this because I love you. I'm not a. a you know, uh, I'm not mad at dancing, right? Like, I'm not, uh, you know. <laughs> You're mad at me because you love me. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a spaghetti western mixed with vampires, and uh, it's got Devin Sawa and Danny Trejo and Julian Sands and Kim Director and Danzig in it, so. Rest in peace, Julian Sands. Yeah, R.I.P. Julian Sands. Uh, he did pass away this year. So we'll see what very, kind of disaster. Very weird circumstances, too, by the way. You yeah, hiking, like lost well, on the trail, very odd. Yeah, disappeared without a trace. Uh think- yeah, so I'm uh I'm gonna hold off on my uh movie and other shit recap for the next regular episode. Um, but uh any uh horror movies that you uh like to watch around this time of the year or just have been in generally been enjoying? Well, I mean everything on TV kind of turns to well, I don't really watch TV, but like you know, every even the the Netflix and Primes and all that stuff that I that I do watch, uh, kind of geared towards Halloween stuff. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. there's chances are that I'll start watching. So actually, you know what I've been watching? You know what? After I watched Verotica, I needed to cleanse my palate, so I watched The Shining, and oh, Shining rocks. Just loved it. Like again, you know what I mean? It's just amazing. I, I realized that there. I you know I've discovered discovered like. I, uh, a few more themes had dawned upon me, you know, when I was watching the movie that I had never thought about before. Uh, and, uh, that was cool, you know, and I think I'm going to watch 2001 again, uh, re- soon and try to kind of dive into that more because I haven't watched it in a really long time. And I, I don't think I gave it the proper attention, you know. First. It's a good one. I like I like two thousand one a lot. I have the soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I was I was using it to test out the speakers when I set it up in here, and it's a good thing to just kind of like pop on that first track because it's you oh. know the the big track. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I'll hold off on all my stuff. You can visit the Dire of Doom website, direofdoom.com. Check out the podcast uh, along with. Uh, my concert photography there. You can follow the podcast on diaryofdoom.podbean.com. Uh, follow along on Instagram. That's where you get your most regular updates about the podcast. Uh, like it on Facebook and subscribe and listen on Apple, Spotify, wherever the fuck you use to listen to podcasts. If you want to suggest a movie for me to discuss on the podcast, you can email me at diaryofdoom1968 at gmail.com. You can follow August at August on the Fly on Instagram. Find out about all his uh, fly fishing stuff there that's that's pretty much like your your spot right that's my jam and uh yeah that'll do it for this episode and uh hopefully the next time i have you on we'll watch something uh uh a better caliber maybe not like (laughs) like a great movie but at least more fun to watch 
Yeah, listen, I'm all for watching shitty movies, man. I, you know this. I love shitty movies. I love it. But you see, when it's like when people make uh, uh, shitty movies, you know, there's like there's always an air of something to them. You know, there's some kind of substance. There's, there's like, yeah, well, you know, I already said everything already. I'm not going to repeat. It. But yeah, yeah. Uh, da- yeah, this dancing, you fucking fuck me up with this shit. Well, what do you mean? I was just trying to make a fucking movie. No, 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 no. You're being an asshole. You're being an asshole. No, 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 Your vision. Let me tell you something, guy. You need to go to Lens Crafters. All right? Because fucking shit fucked up. Lens Crafters. Fucking shit fucked up. I guess we'll just sign off there. So happy Halloween, everybody. Uh, stay yeah. safe. Don't eat any fucking razor blades in your apples. If you know you actually still think that's a fucking thing, uh, it never yeah. was. <laughs> At least as far as I know. Um, At Halloween three, man. Oh yeah. Well, in Halloween, you know 3, what Halloween three. You know what I'm talking about? I do. Is that fucking brutal like, like scene Halloween. where the kid fucking with the yeah, apple? That's like actually Halloween the most fucked up scene in the whole movie. <laughs> It's pretty, yeah. And yeah. until the other person's, uh, the other kid's head melts and turns into crickets. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I like the uh, Halloween three was cool. It's underrated in my opinion. A lot of I people like give it, it a shit, it's but it's I think it's yeah. good because it's weird. I, I think it's like it. an old wizard. You know what I mean? You like you never like like he's like a million years old. You know he might even be an alien. They never tell you. You know it's really cool. I don't know. It's, and it's got the guy from Night of the Creeps in it, Tom Atkins. He was also oh, yeah. in Escape, uh, Escape from New York. Yeah, that's right. That's right. That's right. That guy rocks. Well, girls, I got good news and bad news. The good news is your dates are here. What's the bad news? They're dead. <laughs> <laughs>
so Danny delivers the chin music. For the angry entertainer, it's Spotlights Out. When you're going to raise your voice and act like that and put your hands on somebody, you're going to get hit back. He's a perpetual tough guy that got chumped by a fat kid. Simple as that, <laughs> you know? Ultimately, Danny may be disappointed with the way this gig went down. But then it did lead to one of Rock's greatest hits.